Hey, Katie. Hey, Lizzie. How are you, girl? Good. Doing good. How are you? <laughs> good. Good. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Freya intermission. Hi, everyone. I'm Mosey Truitt, and welcome to the podcast where we explore the amazing and vast wisdom of horses, as well as the incredible and magical connection they share with their human companions. Welcome to In the Spirit of Horse. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Katie Berman, who is one of my favorite people. Thanks, (laughs) Mosey. You guys might know her as Willow's Promise on Instagram, or you can also find her on uh, Katie Berman Liberty Horsemanship on Facebook, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she, okay, I just got to say, Katie is, first of all, an amazing person, such a great, great human. She's also a wonderful horse trainer. More than a horse trainer. I don't even like that for you. You're the horse woman. Aw, thanks, Mosey. <laughs> yeah, she's she's wonderful. I think the work she does is great, and horses love her. And she also happens to be living with me right now and is my, uh, what, is it apprentice or intern? I don't think we ever really decided on the name. It's one of those two. <laughs> it's apprentice intern. Yeah, apprentice intern. Yeah. Because <laughs> we could call it that. Um, and you have your horse Luna here. Anyone who, yep. yeah, if you see her, you should check out her Instagram first of all, cause she's amazing. And, um, the transformation that's happened with Luna, who, which is her Katie's horse. She rescued her like from an auction and from basically out of the hands of kill buyers. Yeah. And, um, I remember photos and I remember even when Luna got here, like she just had a lot of health that she needed to have built up. And now the amazing difference you have made in her is just insane. Oh, like, well, thank you. Luna looks so good and yeah. is feeling so good. She, the difference in Luna is incredible. I mean, when when I first got her, I mean, there was a lot of physical aspects that she needed some help on. I mean, she was really skinny. She had a lot of problems with her feet and her. Um, but what a lot of people didn't see because it's hard to see unless you spend. Um, quality time with the horses but she had a lot of mental problems too she was very um, she was very broken in a sense Mm -hmm. and she had a hard time expressing herself and would just kind of let you do whatever you pleased but it had only been until recently that she's finally starting to she's just blossoming in a way I mean she she looks so much better physically of course Um, I mean she's gaining weight she's her feet are doing so much better. Um, but she's just blossoming into such an amazing spirit and she's finally coming out and feeling comfortable with showing me her true self and her creative side. And it's just been such an incredible transformation to see and be a part of. It is a huge transformation. And I think a lot of people think of the physical and they think of just the very like literal changes to a horse's physical health, but there's so much unbreaking quote to be done for a horse that's been um, abused or have seen the things that she's seen like that and it's really interesting to see her personality come out more and more like when I first met her 
you're right. She felt like very compliant, but in a very, just, this is the way I have to do it. And like not having much say and quite low energy and kind of sad actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sad's a pretty good way to describe it. Sad and like very, and very compliant, compliant, like very obedient. Um, but just without joy in it in some way. Yeah. And now like, it's amazing to even see Luna have attitude. Yeah. Like, I love yep. <laughs> Like, as she becomes more and more herself, she feels like she can actually express. And, like, it's been raining here, which doesn't happen here often, but recently it's been raining. And the horses have been feeling it a little bit. And even to see Luna, like, like kind of run around and, like, <laughs> be kind of feisty is yeah. amazing. Well, yeah, she, she's not really the kind of horse to do that. I mean, she kind of just... Well, she used to just kind of mope along and would walk around and, you know, she'd be excited to see you, but it wasn't anything crazy. She's never really considered a crazy horse. And when it rained and she was feeling spunky, she was running around the field and just having the time of her life. And it was so amazing to see her so happy. It was so nice to see. So actually that brings up a really interesting point because we had talked a little bit about motivating horses before, and we were thinking about recording a podcast about how to motivate horses that are like less driven, less interested perhaps in engaging. And we've worked a little bit with Luna and Katie obviously has worked a ton with Luna, but I think it's really interesting that horses tend to go through a phase that like I've heard it called and I call it like the no phase where they kind of if they're be feeling unbroken, they need to go through a phase where they test out all of the no's. Because if you think of a horse that's been like very broken, like everything, they've been forced into being obedient and into just being compliant, even whether they like it or not, like whether they actually want to do what you're asking or not, they've just been made to. Then when a horse starts to realize that they have some freedom and that they are being listened to, they start to test the no. Yeah. And it's actually an insanely important part. And people get, I could see people getting discouraged that their horse is all of a sudden like no to everything. But in my eyes, it's actually one of like the biggest signs that the horse is starting to come into their own and that you're doing a great job in the unbreaking process. So for me, I see like this no phase, which usually like they will get out of. But the the point of the no phase is that you have to keep proving to them that no, if you say no, that doesn't mean I'm going to force it. Because what I see a lot of people that get kind of stuck in the no phase with their horse is when it's not fully proven to the horse. Like they don't get to fully see that like, well, if you think about it, like they're testing, they're saying, I've always been made to do this. But now this person, she's saying she's listening to me. She's saying she can, um, that she'll respect my decision. If I say no, is it a real no? Or is she going to go some other way to make me do it? You know, and, or find another way or ask again or push me certain, past a certain point to do it. And if we truly respect their no, enough of that, they start to realize, oh, she means it. And then from there, they can start to actually choose yes. And that yes will be like a real yes. And I don't mean this like with things that maybe you have to do for a horse's health, like um, like trimming and have to do vet stuff, but more in like play or riding or things that aren't necessarily necessary for a horse's health, but instead yeah. are kind of extra. 
I'm really curious about what phases you've seen Luna go into and like what you've noticed with her unbreaking process. Well, a lot of what you just talked about, I'm like picturing it through my head as you're talking about it. Um, Luna and I have definitely, I mean, that's been one of our biggest things is trying to get through this quote unquote no phase because like I mentioned, when I first got her, she was just this broken spirit and was so, she just felt like she had to say yes to you. Otherwise, I don't know, bad things would happen or something. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but, um, she just felt like she was in a a state where she had to agree to whatever the human was asking. And it took her a while to kind of get out of that and break that trend, that pattern. Um, and when she did at first, it was, I mean, it, it, it was, at first it was incredible because she was, she was so excited that she had finally been able to express herself. But then, like, as you were talking about, she kind of went into that state where she's testing me in a way. Like, is is this really okay for me to speak my mind or are you just going to turn it around on me again and make me do something that I don't actually want to do? And that was, at first, I didn't even realize that I was kind of putting that on her where she would say no. And then at first I would be like, okay, that's fine. But then I would keep pushing it and I I wouldn't really realize it. Um, and then finally we got to that place where she was constantly saying no. And I, I mean, I will admit I was getting frustrated. I think it can be such a frustrating thing, especially, especially coming from a horse that like maybe was very obedient or was very compliant Yeah, because you can take it personally, like what's going, what's wrong now. And it might be hard to see it as a positive sign. That's, that's it, yeah, you know? that's it exactly. Is that I think I was taking it too personally, which I mean, I tend to do. And I, I, I was almost getting disappointed thinking like she just didn't want to be with me at all. And I, yeah. I was taking that on a personal level and I wasn't sure what to do and I wasn't sure where to go from there. And then Mosey and I had spent some time working with her and there was just kind of something in one of the days that we spent with her where something clicked, something changed, I think in both Luna and I, where we understood each other more. And I was at the point where I wasn't getting frustrated. I just had to accept it. And I feel like when I finally came to that conclusion that like, it's okay, we don't need to do this. That's when Luna finally opened up to me and was like ready to continue and like ready to show me what she can really do and was okay with it when she knew that like we didn't have to do anything neither of us didn't want to do yeah and it was a a, like an overnight kind of yeah yeah all of a sudden she was like saying really good guesses like she really wanted it and I think that's one of the most interesting things like one of the best things about the no phase if you can come to like embrace it that took me a long time to get there to realize this, but it is really true. Like if they can't sit, have a real no, then how can they have a real yes? Exactly. Like if no doesn't mean anything, then what does yes mean? So I think I, I, that shift with you and Luna, it was really beautiful to see. And also I feel like Luna just has brightened up from that. Like there's something about now watching you with Luna where I feel, I feel like joy from her in a good way. Oh, good. In a really beautiful way. (laughs) Good. Yeah. I think 
That is just, uh, that's so important. And I mean, we, even though that happened and we're, I, I don't want to necessarily say past that point, um, because I mean, there's still times where there'll be things that I want to do that Luna doesn't want to do. And sometimes we can, I don't know if compromise is the right word. Um, but there are times where I do have to respect what she wants. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right about like, um, it's like taking away that expectation. Like yeah. you said that when you, the more you take that away and the more you like, you get, you strip it off, you get more to the core of the relationship. And I also really liked what you said about um, taking a no from a horse as though you're not wanted. Yeah. And as though, like, it's a very personal rejection of you. And I know I've felt that a lot, like, when I've been trying to work out different things with different horses. And with Annie particularly, like, feeling very rejected and very much like her opinion or her not wanting to do something with me was her not wanting me and that really wasn't the case and I think also with like the no phase that's really not the case because it usually means that they're actually starting to like warm up to you they have this new connection with you a deeper trust yeah that's what that's the word I'm looking for (laughs) deeper trust there you go (laughs) so what do you think was um one of the biggest expectations you took off of Luna I think one of the biggest expectations and when we seem to really have that overnight change in our relationship was when I dropped the expectation of riding. And I think that's kind of a, obviously a big thing for everyone in the horse world, especially when it comes to Liberty, because that's such a, an interesting conversation topic, um, riding. When I first got Luna, I, I mean, my first personal horse that was in my life. Um, I didn't have anybody telling me what I could and couldn't do with her. And I was so excited to just be able to go on trail rides with her and even just like ride her around in the arena or just walk a few feet and then hop off of her. And I, I was just so excited to be able to do that whenever we felt like we could. And Luna had had a, a, a health issue with one of her, her feet. Um, that I did not know about when I got her, um, but it had gotten to the point where it was a really bad infection and she had almost had to be put down, but luckily we got the infection out, um, but it's been a long recovery process for her and I've had to put my desire of wanting to ride aside so that she could get healthy and get stronger and I had waited so long and when she was finally at the point where she was feeling good, she was distributing weight evenly on all of her feet, she was running around, I was like, okay, I want to try riding with her again. And when I tried it, the first day we did it, she was okay with it. She let me get on her. I mean, it, it took us a while for her to like kind of understand what I was asking, but she let me on her back and we took a few steps and I got off and that was all I wanted to do. I was so proud of her that we even got to that point. I was like, okay, I'm going to call that good for the day. And I put her back and it was all good. And then the next day when I asked to try it again, she said no. And I, I mean, honestly, I was a little disappointed and I wasn't quite sure what to think, but I asked again because I was pushing that desire to ride because I wanted that so badly. And asking again almost seemed to make it worse because she had told me no she, she made it clear that she didn't want to do that. She walked away from the mounting block, but 
because of my desire, I kept pushing that and that seemed to make it worse for us. And it had kind of been a, a long process of a couple weeks trying to figure out this balance. And um, I had actually noticed that when I started to try asking her again, the problem with her, her foot came up again. Um, like she had kind of been off and on uh, lame and every once in a while, every few days she was limping and then some days she was totally fine and running around again. And so it was just an interesting concept. And so I finally, finally came to the conclusion that if I want to have a good relationship with her, the relationship that I want, that I'm sure anybody wants with their horse where you call their name and they come running to you, I have to drop that expectation of riding because that's clearly not what she wants to do, at least in this point in time. And I feel like when I dropped that expectation, even though like, there have been times where I had told myself that I had dropped it, but I really hadn't because I still deep down really wanted to do that with her. But it was finally when I genuinely down to the heart decided that that wasn't going to be for us right now. That's when things started to change for the better in our relationship. It seemed like even though I hadn't done anything to like tell her we weren't going to ride or something, she seemed to just have that intuition, just knowing that I wasn't going to put that pressure on us. And the next day she was, I mean, she called for me in the pasture. We, we went and we played and we had one of the best play sessions we've ever had. Since then, I've been taking it really slow. And when it seems like she's okay with it, I have brought up riding again. And, but I've waited for her to kind of offer it for me. Like there's been times where I've kind of planted the idea in her head where I'll go and I'll sit on the fence, but if she walks away, then I drop it and that's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that pressure on her because it seems like when we have that pressure is when things kind of go in the wrong direction for us. But there was one day, it was just recently too, um, where I went and I sat on the fence and I mean, I had that idea, but I wasn't going to force her into anything she didn't want to do. And she actually came up and she lined up her back on the fence line. And that's all that I, I just, I got off and we did stuff after that. That's all I could have asked for. And I was so happy. Um, and since then, not putting that pressure on riding, it, it's kind of ironic because the more I wanted to do it, the less Luna wanted to let me. Um, but as soon as I took that obligation to ride away it seems like she's been offering more and more that she's okay with letting me on her back and since then we're now like uh, yesterday I went on a trail ride with her and I mean it wasn't very long but she seemed to enjoy it and I was enjoying it and we we went and it was I mean I honestly never thought that I would be able to get to that point with her first of all thank you so much for being so honest about this well, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm I'm hoping that by sharing this, it'll kind of inspire other people who are having the same sort of uh, problems with, well, I don't want to say problems. Um, Experience it. Yeah, th- there you go. Um, I hope it inspires people who are having the same kind of experiences with their horses because it's not something that'll just change with a snap of a finger. Um, I mean, it takes trust or it takes time to build trust with any animal. It is amazing seeing that shift. Um, and I, I so understand too, the drive to want to ride. I mean, I have that, I have that drive, like where I, I really would like love to ride India, but she's had a clear no. And 
it's true letting go of those expectations and like you said like really letting go like down to the core it it seem it changes everything and the horses know when it's like the true intention and i think that's how it can like feel like it's flipped overnight because you go in with a completely new intention and it can change the dynamic completely which is interesting because that's kind of what happened with me and Annie when we first started um, exploring Liberty. I kind of explained this story in the teaser of this podcast, but it was when I let go of all of the expectations on her that for the very first time, we weren't even at a place where we could fathom riding yet, but I had like let go of force and pressure and she just came up to me for the first time. And like she'd been ignoring me for months. Um, and that happened after letting go of the expectation that we would, that we, it was kind of like the expectation that we would do anything together, like that it was just enough as it was. But you know, that lesson also, it didn't like end there for me and Annie. It's still something I have to remind myself of um, anytime that I'm getting, that I'm just like putting a lot on us or putting a lot on me, like that everything is wonderful and it is enough to just be together. And that that's kind of the nature of unconditional love that it doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. It's like you love them unconditionally and it's enough exactly as it is. I think it's amazing that the more you let go of the expectation, the more of what you want actually floods in. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, the, the whole ideal of riding in the equestrian community um, I mean, I, I could have, if I really had to put that desire to ride above my relationship with Luna, I, I could have just hopped right on her back and we could have gone on that trail ride the first day. But the fact of knowing that she's actually enjoying it makes me feel so much happier. And I know it, it makes her feel happier too, that we're able to experience that together and really enjoy it together rather than putting my needs over hers. Oh God, I a hundred percent agree <laughs> because watching you guys ride down that trail, it was so beautiful. Like I've gotten to a point with riding personally that if the horse doesn't like it or doesn't want it, I can't be happy with it. Like I can't even enjoy it because like it makes me feel restless and yeah. bad and, but that's just where I'm at. But even still, like I know that about myself and I can still push things and I'm not perfect. And like, for instance, with India, it took me a while because when I first got India, it was the same thing. Like she needed a lot of unbreaking and a lot of restoring of herself and her spirit. And for a year, we didn't even like, I didn't even bring up riding once. And it was great. Like we built this really wonderful relationship and I loved it and, or I love it still. I love it so much. But yeah, like for a whole year, I didn't even bring it up. And then towards the end of the year, I asked a couple times if she wanted to ride and it was just such a clear no. It was, I think riding for her had been a traumatic experience in many ways. And I think she also had some pain from it. So it was just like one of the clearest no's I could have gotten. And then it just changed one day. She offered her back to me and like, I knew she knew like exactly what it meant and I got on and she was actually happy about it and it was like this most magical experience that India had actually offered her back to me I just got on bridalist and bareback because that's all I wanted to do with her and 
she had never, ever been ridden like that. I don't think she'd ever been ridden bareback either, but she took such good care of me. And like, it was just this super mutual respect and knowing what we were doing. But about a year later, or I actually, I'm so bad with time. I don't know if it was a year, but a little bit later, I hadn't been riding her much, just like every once in a while and it's fine. And then her yes turned back into a no. And coming back from that of like, it was a yes and now it's a no. And I think she has some um, pain that comes up physically and I'm working on that with her now. But just from emotional standpoint, accepting that again, it's still disappointing as much as I want to feel like I want to be able to say, no, it was like so easy. Of course the horse says no, like it's fine. It's easy. But no, like I, I had some disappointment with that, but the disappointment doesn't trump the feeling I have that I want to honor India and her body and where she's at. You know, I still, sometimes I'll ask her like, do you want to ride? And like, part of me is hoping yes, but but she doesn't. And I know she doesn't right now. And maybe one day that will change again. But for right now, I know that it's not what she wants to do. And, and I can be totally fine with that. So I understand the struggle of, of feeling this disappointment, but there also, you can get to such a wonderful place with your horse that I know the relationship and the trust I have with her is so much more special than riding her. It just means so much more to me. That's incredible. I I love I've heard that story once before, and I, I just love hearing it because it's it's so true, and I think a lot of people can relate to that in a way. I think there's a, a kind of idea that, like, that's the main purpose of a horse. Yeah. is like, to be able to ride, which I love about the Liberty community and about you and about, like, all these different people doing different things, that riding is no longer, like, doesn't have to be the focus. And personally, for me, I think it's, like, one of my least focuses that's (laughs) not quite a sentence but it's one of my it's not a big priority for me at all um and do I enjoy it yeah I do I do love riding and um when the horse also enjoys it I don't enjoy it if the horse doesn't like it um but like riding with Annie when she's like really want down for it yeah I love it but I love my relationship with them and my day-to-day, just what the relationship we have on the ground together, like a thousand times more. Well, that's what makes it so special. I mean, even if you don't go riding every single day, I mean, the times when you do, you get to cherish it so much more and cherish that bonding moment so much more because um, it just makes that whole moment so much more special. And it's so important to enjoy those times, but to also enjoy the times just being with your horse. I completely agree. (laughs) Yeah. And with that, I kind of want to say something to anyone who's listening who um, maybe you're not a a rider, you know, but you've always loved horses. We need more people like that. Like people to come in and, and I know that like I've had some friends and actually some students before who have come up and said like, I'm not a rider. I'm actually not interested in riding, but I've always wanted a horse. But basically people have told me like, if I'm not riding, then, then I'm wasting a horse or then I, then what am I doing with a horse? And I think first of all, I honor and love so much (laughs) that you, that it's not about riding for you. Like if it's, if it's someone who's coming into horses and you don't want to ride, you just want a horse, 
like more power to you. We need so many more people like that because so many horses get thrown away when they're no longer rideable. That's so true. And they're still, they're like just as valuable and they're amazing and they can make just fantastic companions and you Mm -hmm. don't have to ride to have such a fulfilling relationship with them. Because it is crazy, like the number of horses that are literally thrown away because they're not usable for riding anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is such a powerful statement when you said that because this person wanted a horse but didn't want to ride, that they were wasting the horse. I think that really can catch your attention in a way because uh, the same kind of thing happened with a foster horse that I had at one point in time. Um, She was this amazing little paint mare. I mean, one of the sweetest horses I think I've ever come across. Um, But she was going to be put down because she was not able to be ridden. But there was nothing else that was, quote unquote, wrong with her. She was so sweet. She was so willing. She just wanted to be with you and wanted to um, almost please you in a way and just wanted to make you happy because that's what made her happy. She was just an amazing little horse, but because she had this problem with one of her feet that she wasn't able to have anybody sit on her, she was declared useless, which was unbelievable to me. And so that's why we took her in as a, a foster horse. And we were luckily able to find her a beautiful home that she's now very happy in. But um, it's just so crazy to think that the main purpose of a horse is to be ridden because there's so much more than that to them. Man, it's just so true. The amount of horses that are thrown away or put down or go to auction, which then a lot of times leads to kill buyers um, just because they're not rideable. It's insane. It's a lot. It's a huge number. It is. And I think that that was likely the case with Luna. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. I mean, when Luna was at the auction yard where I met her, I was able to talk to the lady who had had her previously And I don't know if she knew that Luna had a problem with one of her feet or not, um, but it was never disclosed to me. It was, she just said that she couldn't afford her anymore, which is understandable if that's the case. Um, but, uh, it sometimes blows my mind to think about what would have happened if we wouldn't have come across each other's paths, because like I said, it's been a long recovery process for Luna and, Um, I know for some people that aspect of writing is so important that they wouldn't have put in the time to help her, but because we've worked through that together, even though it's caused some bumps in the road for us, I I mean, the relationship that we have now is just incredible. And I've never had a relationship like that with another horse before. Um, I mean, obviously every horse is special in their own way, but with Luna, I, I really feel like she has a lot to offer. And I'm just so, so blessed that we were able to get through this hill together because I feel like she's going to be able to show a lot of people what she can do and prove that there's so much more to these amazing creatures and that they are really worth all of the time that you put into them. I agree 100% on that. Um, (laughs) Good. (laughs) Thank you so much for telling us about Luna and sharing some of your stories. 
I love you guys, you both so much. I think you're both incredible. And I'm really excited to see where Luna goes and how the more she embodies herself and becomes more and more her true self, the transformation is already huge and your relationship transformation is already just so beautiful in every way that I just, I feel like in a few more years or even just weeks or months or whatever, like, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see you guys. Well, thank you. I I feel like we will be able to do a lot of really incredible things together. I, I feel like she truly has a lot to teach me and I'm so excited to learn from her. Well, thank you, Katie, so much for being here on the podcast. So if people want to find you, where's a good place? Um, well, you can check out my Instagram page. It's at Willow's Promise, or I have a Facebook page that you can also look at. Um, the tag is Katie Berman Liberty Horsemanship, and I'm working on creating a new website and YouTube page so you guys can see videos and all that fun stuff. So yeah, stay tuned for more. Mosey, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation. Of course, we're going to do more, many more. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> thank you everyone so much for listening. If you like this episode and feel like writing a review on iTunes, that would be so appreciated. It's really, um, the feedback we've gotten so far has been so sweet and I appreciate, I appreciate <laughs> everyone who has commented and messaged me and shared it with their friends and it really brightens my day and makes me really happy that I'm working on this project right now and that that resonates with some people so if you feel like doing all the sharing and the commenting and the liking and all that fun stuff thank you and I will see you next week